Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Today is August 22nd, 2022, and our first story, Anthony Fauci has announced his resignation. Liz Cheney has lost her election and Brian Stelter is out at CNN. In one week, we have seen three major figures lose their positions. Well, Fauci's not out till December, but still, this is a major victory in the culture war. In our next story, the assassination of Alexander Dugan's daughter. Could this be World War III's Franz Ferdinand? And in our last story, Annika Sperrin of the Young Turks called out how in big cities they let criminals roam free. A man brutally attacked 41 people. And for this, the left is now calling the Young Turks fake leftists. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. Dr. Anthony Fauci has announced he will be resigning. Come December, he will be out of the federal government. Now, about a month ago, we got an article from The Washington Post where Fauci was talking about leaving after Biden's first term. He was going to quit. We knew he was. But uh, now he's leaving in December. Interesting, because you know what happens in January? At least most people expect something to happen in January. The Republicans will take over Congress. And when they do, there likely will be hearings and accountability. Now, Fauci has mentioned something like this in the Washington Post article from last month that it's going to be like Benghazi hearings endlessly. His resignation suggests internally they are all expecting Republicans to sweep, despite whatever the polls may say, with the Democrats coming out saying Roe v. Wade and, and how we've got to ramp up and really get out there. You know, Democrats have been approving in the generic ballot. Still, it is looking apocalyptic. But we don't know for sure. And anybody who thinks you've, you've already won, you know, you're the ones who are going to probably lose. Because now is the time to take a look at the context of the past week. Now is the time to see their center will not hold and to storm the gates of those voting booths and vote with your friends. To get as many people as you can to go out and vote because it's time to win. And it's going to happen. Last week, we got big news. Liz Cheney lost. Oh, she's so salty about it. She lost her primary. That was, uh, I think, Tuesday. Thursday, we got news that Brian Stelter was out. And then everyone started saying, uh, who's the third person going to be? Well, some said maybe Sam Harris. That's right. 
because Sam Harris had a viral clip where he basically said, well, he literally said Hunter Biden could have the corpses of children in his basement and I would not care, which is just downright bonkers. Sam Harris said a whole bunch of other things. And many people thought, OK, maybe it's going to be him. But is Sam Harris really the icon of Trump derangement syndrome or the left? Not really. But, you know, he said, OK, maybe it's Sam Harris. We now know it's Fauci. Liz Cheney is out. Brian Stelter is out. And Fauci has announced his resignation all within the span of one week. And honorable mention, Sam Harris kind of outed himself as being a lunatic. We have the statement from Anthony Fauci. We've got a bunch of news. Along with Brian Stelter leaving CNN, CNN apparently wants to be more centrist. Good, they should be. And this is resulting in a call for a boycott. Uh Oh, Anthony Fauci also says he's not retiring. He's just resigning. And Liz Cheney is launching a political action committee or group of some sort, kind of like the Lincoln Project, I'd imagine. The Great Task, I believe it's called. So wait a minute. My friends, the enemy is routed. We can see that many of their prominent figures are losing and leaving. And this means now more than ever, you need to focus on the primaries, the midterms that are coming up in November. I don't know how many primaries are left, but the midterms are coming up in less than three months. Now's the time to go tell every one of your friends, tell every member of your family, get ready to go out. Early voting is going to start soon in some places. And mail-in voting, you can go knock on doors. Fauci, Stelter, and Cheney, they're not quitting. They're losing these positions, but they're going to keep, they're going to keep going. And that means while there may be some major culture war victories here, and boy, do I got an announcement for all of you. It's not over. And, it, and it'll never be over, to be completely honest. There, there are no ends. And I would say the ends never justify the means because you'll never meet the ends. But that means today we must stand by what we believe in, call out corrupt individuals and corrupt government officials. And when they're out, don't just say, yay, we did it and leave. Now's your chance with their retirement. They are losing influence and power. Now is the opportunity. Let's read the news, my friends. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, click that join, that join us button right there on the left. Support our work. You'll get access to our exclusive TimCast IRL uncensored shows Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. The Cast Castle vlog Tuesday at 7, Tales from the Inverted World Sundays at 10 a.m. And of course, Chicken City is always free and Pop Culture Crisis is as well. But we've got a new announcement coming up this week, the launching of TimCast Records. We're going to be producing music and we've got our first single. And it's mostly because I just I I make music. But with Carter Banks producing our music, we're going to have new singles. We're going to be signing bands and we are going to be producing some epic music. We got an article about it, too, because it does intertwine with what's going on with Anthony Fauci and winning the culture war. Because, my friends, let this be another white pill day. Victory is at hand. November. This will be the great moment when we go out and we vote. We take Congress and then maybe we'll see some accountability. Now, I got to be honest, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of this Republican Party, but I am a, a fan of many of these America first Republicans who are coming in and and hopefully will do something. From TimCast.com, NewsGuard certified, don't you forget it. Dr. Anthony Fauci announces he will step down in December. Fauci denied he was planning to retire in July. He still says he's not going to retire. Dr. Anthony Fauci announced he will leave his current position with the federal government in December. Quote, 
It has been the honor of a lifetime to have led the NIAID, an extraordinary institution for so many years, and through so many scientific and public health challenges. I am very proud of our many accomplishments, Fauci said in a statement released by the NIAID. I have worked with and learned from countless talented and dedicated people in my own laboratory and at NIAID and NIH and beyond. To them, I express my abiding respect and gratitude. Fauci said that he will not be retiring. Instead, he intends to pursue the next phase of his career and advance science and public health and to inspire and mentor the next generation of scientific leaders as they help prepare the world to face future infectious disease threats. I wonder what that means. Maybe he'll start a foundation. Maybe he'll go work at the World Health Organization. You see, there may be good news in Fauci and these other people leaving their positions, but they will get picked up somewhere. It doesn't just end overnight. He said, uh, Fauci will not be retiring. He'll be pursuing the next phase of his career. Thanks to the power of science and investments in research and innovation, the world's been able to fight deadly diseases and help save lives around the globe. I am proud to have been a part of this, impor- uh, part of this important work and look forward to helping to continue to do so in the future. Fauci has led the NIAID since 1984. He has worked under seven presidents and credited the nation's response to a number of serious threats to public health, including AIDS, Ebola, Zika, and most recently COVID-19. Fauci told the Washington Post that the past two and a half years have been some of the most difficult of his career, in part due to the intense attention, intense attention his public statements received at the end of the divisive state of national politics. It was one of the most important challenges that we have had to face. And I believe my team and I, and, uh, and I, and let history be the judge of that, have made a major contribution, Fauci said. We didn't do it alone, but we played a major role in the development of the vaccines and have now saved millions of lives. In July, Fauci told Politico he planned to retire at the end of President Joe Biden's term. He denied the report the day after its publication. And it's right here. Fauci says he will retire from government by the end of Biden's term, July 8, 18th, 2022. Quote, by the time we get to the end of the Biden administration term, I feel it would be time for me to step down from this position. Fauci's decision to retire by 2025 was first reported by political full stop. Yeah, that wasn't true, was it? Or maybe it was. And Fauci ultimately just bailed out. Quote, I do want to do other things in my career, even though I'm at a rather advanced age, Fauci said on CNN adding that he has the energy and the passion to keep working after the federal service. Now, here's where it all comes down to. Simply put, this is fear, in my opinion, of accountability. Current GOP lawmakers, including Paul and Jordan, have vowed to open probes into the NIAID director for Republicans win control of one or both chambers of Congress in November. Fauci in March told The Post that he was alarmed by the possibility of Republicans retaking Congress and launching investigations into his work. Why? What did you do, Fauci? If you've done nothing wrong, you've got nothing to hide, eh? Uh Uh-huh. Now, I don't really favor that kind of thinking, but you work for the government. So the Fourth Amendment doesn't apply to you. The government should be scrutinized. What's the problem, you coward? Running away before they can dig into your dirty work. That's right.
Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. When you're a member of the government, You do not have a First Amendment right. You do not have a Fourth Amendment protection. No, it's the inverse. We have a right to accountability and a redress of of grievances. I got it. From our government. If you worked for the government and we want to inquire as to what you did, that is what the public has the right to do. You work for the people, not the other way around. Quote, it's Benghazi hearings all over again, Fauci said then. Referring to the GOP-led investigations of Hillary Clinton's leadership and. They'll try to beat me up in public and there'll be nothing there, Fauci added, but it will be it'll distract me from doing my job the way it's doing right now. Oh, you want to work in government without any scrutiny? I even favor scrutiny of Donald Trump, just not fake. The, the, the fake news, the lies, and the manipulations. I'll give you some examples. I love giving examples that I mention all the time. Trump wanting to have the G7 at Doral, his golf court. Uh, a golf course? No, thank you. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. And public scrutiny led him to stopping that. Advertising Trump properties on the State Department website, scrutiny led to that being stopped. There are things Trump did that needed to be called out. Missile strikes into Syria, big mistake. But the lies, Russia gate, Ukraine gate, insanity. Now January 6th. Sorry, Fauci. You don't get to avoid public scrutiny. Because I'll tell you this, even if you're gone, The Republicans better still investigate and inquire. And I want to talk about winning with a little shout out over to TimCast.com. The Post Millennial with the exclusive Tim Pool drops new single with canceled drummer Pete Parada. Parada was ousted from the offspring last year after drumming with the group for 14 years after he refused the COVID-19 vaccine. Refuse is one way to say it. The other is that he has a a likelihood or or he does have Guillain-Barre syndrome. And his doctor advised him not to get the vaccine. And the offspring just fired him. Now, this is a, a bit of a personal story because clearly it is a song that um, I wrote. Carter Banks produced and uh, put together and, and, and performed as well. And uh, uh, Pete Parada performed the drums for us. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just come out and say, look, you know what we want to do? We want to challenge the system. We want to say no. And we want to create a space for those who push back. Pete Parada did nothing wrong. He was playing the drums. The offspring said, you got to get the vax because the venues require it. I can't. I said, I can't. My doctor says I can't get it. And they said, you're fired then. I mean, that's just outright crazy. After 14 years, that's insane to me. I'd never do anything like that. That's insane. And not only that, the vax mandates have ended at these venues. Pete has played at these venues They still haven't offered him his job back. Isn't that insane? 
So, you know, we did. I'm not going to get into the full details of the article. I just want to mention the victories that are coming our way with Fauci's resigning, resignation, with Cheney being ousted, with Stelter being ousted. I see someone like Pete, and I was shocked. I mean, for one, big fan of the offspring, at least I, you know, in in terms of their music, not their politics, surprisingly, not anymore. And then I'm just like, we're not going to stand for this, man. So I said, buddy, will you play drums with us? We'd be honored. And he said, yes. And there we go. And we got new music coming out because you can't stop us. Canceling doesn't do it. It won't work. You can't silence us. You can't, you can't put us down. We're going to make that music. We got Pete. Um, we're lucky to have him. I can't believe the offspring walked away from, from such an amazing talent. But we're going to make sure that we keep going. Timcast.com, for instance, we use Parallel Economy, a financial transaction service co-founded by Dan Bongino. We will not stand for this censorious authoritarian trash. And so this is another little grain of sand in that mound of white pill. We are not going to lose this. The night is always darkest before the dawn. Things may get worse, but we are still winning, shoring up our defenses, and we're moving forward. Check out the song this Friday, the 26th. We're going to be uh, publishing it over at Timcast Records on YouTube. Big promotional campaign. We got billboards up in Times Square already. We are going to take that hill of cultural of, of culture in this country. Daily Wire is storming the gates of Hollywood, producing this content, hiring Disney, uh, a Disney executive as their CMO. We are going to push back and say, if you want this insane authoritarian agenda, you will lose. Bye, Fauci. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. From Yahoo Entertainment and the rap, CNN centrist move triggers call to boycott CNN new corporate oligarchy. Ah, Brian Stelter is oh so angry. He's gone. Here's the article from The Guardian. Brian Stelter rebukes CNN on final show. It's not partisan to stand up to demagogues. Yeah, Brian, one of the worst people on TV with some of the lowest ratings. It's amazing. Reliable Sources has been on CNN for almost 30 years until Brian Stelter came in and engaged in sophistry and destroyed it. It's not only his fault. It's also Zucker, who's also gone. CNN wants to be centrist. I'm not a fan of what that word means anymore. Because by any political standard, I would be a centrist, but by the modern culture war standard, I'm on the right, which I don't see as making sense other than left and right just mean, do you believe in the truth or do you not believe in the truth? It really is that simple. Brian Stelter's ethos was don't go and watch the other networks come to us instead. CNN, I think it was, uh, it might have been Tapper, when he said, you can't read the WikiLeaks emails. You can't read those. Only we're allowed to because we're journalists lying to you. That's left wing. Fine. Anna Kasparian and the Young Turks, I did a segment about them. They came out and they were like, hey, it's really bad that people are committing violent crimes and then not getting arrested and being released if they are. And the left said, you're propping up the police state, called them fake leftists. That's what it means to be left wing. Sorry, that's insane. But that's what it is, I guess. If you're on the side of pushing lies from people like Brian Stelter, when he says, don't go watch the other networks, you're left wing, I suppose. It's not partisan to stand up to demagogues. I tell people, make sure you watch it all. You should watch Brian Stelter. See what he has to say. Then come watch us. Go watch Tucker and see who's telling you the truth. See who's lying. 
I think there's a simple answer in a lot of this. The Young Turks, they get a lot wrong. But uh, you can see there have been several instances where Annika Spirit has actually given, uh, been granted access to the correct information. Sam Kyle Rittenhouse, when she came out, said, I was wrong about that. I looked at the footage and I realized something. I was wrong. Or now, when she's calling out that these criminals are being released. I completely agree. Bravo to Anna. I will give respect to anybody who says something correct and then adjust their opinion accordingly. But this is what left and right means these days. So as for CNN's move to be centrist, what does that really mean? I actually think this is something really, really good. And this is one of the biggest victories we'll see. As much as we all may mock CNN for being a trash network that hates Trump, those days may be over. I mean, Stelter's gone. They're talking about getting rid of many other people. Don Lemon, maybe Jim Acosta. Zucker is already gone. CNN is the go-to place, according to the institutions, because they're biased. When a big story breaks, they turn on CNN. If CNN makes a centrist move, it may actually correct the record on what centrist really means. And we may find ourselves in an interesting position. News breaks. Donald Trump does backflip. MSNBC has Rachel Maddow's special bank. (laughs) Donald Trump didn't do a backflip. It was CGI. Fox News comes out and says, there's a video of him doing it, I guess. And what does CNN say? Here's the video. In fact, that's what centrist is. Tucker Carlson has his opinions. But as a network, Fox News just reports the news for the most part. And to be fair, CNN, to a certain degree, did as well. But they just started running panels, panel, 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 forum, panel, forum. Trump, Trump, Trump. That's all it was. Where's the news? Start reporting on what's happening in other countries like Fox was doing. You'll be surprised to see this will force MSNBC and other networks to try and change their game. Or the funniest thing here. We got this from Brooklyn Dad Defiant, tweeting, stop watching CNN, boycott CNN. Russell L. Honor says it's been reported that the new chief at CNN has met privately with Republican members of Congress recently to get their views on how CNN might be more accommodating to Republican positions when airing the news on CNN. This report should not be a surprise. Both sides, CNN. That's what they think. The left is going to say that CNN is becoming right-wing grifters. Fine. I don't care. Let CNN become right-wing grifters. You know what CNN probably realized? I bet somebody walked into the room and they were like, hey, you know how our ratings are in the gutter and nobody likes Brian Stelter? Look at this Tim Pool guy over here. He's got two podcasts that are really that are growing and getting really big and he's launching shows just on his own with his company. No institutional investors, no out external financing. Our funding comes straight from our members, people who pay for content and for our sponsorships, but mostly just the members. You think CNN didn't realize that? When CNN Plus went up in flames, they said, how can this be? We were, we were doing the membership model like everybody else. How is it that I, I'm one dude, started TimCast, hired people, hired more people, got some of the most talented MFers working at this company, producing epic content like Tales from the Inverted World, Pop Culture Crisis, and the music we're putting together. And CNN could not muster it up. It's because these people don't live in a world of merit like the rest of us. They don't. They live in a world of equity. And that's what they're going for. They're going for this world where, you know, everyone is equal no matter what. Insane ideology based on collectivism instead of talent. Maybe CNN finally realized it 
It's not working. Pandering to these people doesn't work. So now they're going to say, well, CNN is going to start doing a right wing grift. Yeah, great. It'll be really funny when 90% of this country is a right wing grift. This is the best part. They say Tim Pool is right wing. And it's like I'm sitting down having a debate with a pro-life or how I'm pro-choice. That's how it is these days. Unless you support this nonsense, you're right wing. Brian Stelter is oh so angry. On his final show, he said, it is not partisan to stand up for decency and democracy and dialogue. Dialogue? Did you have any opposition on your show ever, Brian? Come on. To be fair, he had some critics come on his show and he took it when they criticized him. But these were typically like moderate left voices. He said, we must make sure we do not give a platform to those who are lying to our faces. Well, hold on a minute. This is paradoxical. Are you actually okay with you being fired from your job? Oh, 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 you're lying right now. Oh, it's a paradox. Well, Brian, we took your advice and we took away your platform because you are lying to our faces. Okay, maybe he's not lying. Maybe he's just really bad at his job. That's a strong possibility. Really bad at his job. And so he was getting things wrong all the time. There are many stories over the past few years that he got wrong. There are many weird ideas he had. And there were uh, the most egregious of statements was when he would tell people not to watch other networks. That is mostly what bothered me. No, you should be telling people to watch other networks to get their information straight. Try and understand what's really going on. But you know what the issue was? What he wanted was ratings. And by telling you don't don't touch that dial back when TV's had dials. He's telling you, don't leave. I need your ratings. Mm. You know, I never started doing any of this stuff for ratings. When I started uh, this channel, I was getting like 2000 views. And then when we launched, uh, I launched this in February, I think 2017 with last night in Sweden, I was getting millions of views for over two weeks on this vlog. And then it dropped down to like 20 to 50,000 views. And uh, when I started doing commentary, it was like 20 to 50,000, usually around 25,000 views. And then I was like, wow, I mean, 25,000 people to come here. You speak for 10 minutes every day. I said, that's what I was doing. It's like filling a stadium briefly and saying, have a nice day. But I was making a living. And then I was like, this is cool. And I've always been a talker. That's what I would do in my live streams. I just talk for several hours. So I started to make more and more content. And more and more people started watching. Look, I get on average, I think like 250,000 views per video that I produce. Um, Timcast IRL averages like 400K on the podcast. And then I think it's like 100K on the clips. Those are, that's pretty good. I mean, I could come out here and be like, why aren't I getting millions of views like some of these other podcasts? It ain't about that. I think y'all should watch whatever you can. You should be watching, you know, other channels. You should be watching. Uh, I always shout out, you know, Crowder, Sticks, Hex, and Hammer. And I think it's because Crowder's a bit more conservative. Sticks is a bit more libertarian and more of a Trump supporter. And, um, you know, shout out to Kyle Kalinske, who I think gets things wrong a lot. But uh, uh, Breaking Points, also good shows. I think you got to mix up your, your news diet. Because I have a myopic view sometimes. I get things wrong. But don't listen to people when they tell you not to watch other outlets. Don't, don't, don't listen to people like this guy. What I mean to say is, listen to his show and the words he says, but don't take them too hard when he tells you to stop listening to other people. That's dirty. I want you to know what he's saying, but, but don't trust him if he's telling you not to listen to other people. That's the craziest thing. Or you know what? I shouldn't even say that. Trust him if you think he's telling you the truth. And if you think I'm lying, fine. So be it. 
I think you should know what we're all saying. Here's a guy who doesn't want you to know what other people are saying, though. Next up on the list is Liz Cheney. She says, Holly Cruz made themselves unfit for future office. Unfit? You're the one who's out of office, lady. They're the one still in office. The Wall Street Journal reports Liz Cheney says new political group will target Trump allies. Oh, will it? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. The representative formed the new PAC shortly after her GOP primary loss last week, and that explains it. Why didn't she resign? Why didn't she retire? Like so many others, why did she try and stick to a fight she knew she could not win? Oh, she wanted to fundraise. I wonder what for. Hmm. Well, she's thinking about running for president. Maybe that will happen. The Wall Street Journal says Liz Cheney said on Sunday that her political focus after leaving Congress would Congress would go beyond challenging former President Donald Trump's hold on the Republican Party. Quote, I'm going to be very focused on working to ensure that we do everything we can not to elect election deniers. We've got election deniers that have been nominated for really important positions all across the country, and I'm going to work against those people. I'm going to work to support their opponents. Okay, I don't see Liz Cheney going after every single Democrat who claimed uh, Donald Trump stole the election or Russia helped him, which was just nonsense. I'm not a fan of, of 2020 election deniers. 2020 is a funny thing. Because there are people who, you need to really get into what people are talking about. Some people think that there was a bunch of fake ballots came from China, that there were servers from Venezuela or gunfights in Germany. Nonsense. All nonsense. Now the narrative is being mostly revised. Well, it was, it was ballot harvesting. It's like, oh, okay, all right, right. Well, there's an argument that makes sense. That's in the realm of reality. People going around and collecting ballots from nursing homes is a very serious claim. And there is some circumstantial evidence. Do I think it's definitively true? I don't know. I think the reality is in 2020, Joe Biden got a bunch of votes and it's that simple. And there's a lot of people who don't want to acknowledge it. And I'll tell you this to put it very, very simply. Liz Cheney, she's lying. OK, there's no way she, she, she's ignorant of the fact that Democrats did the exact same thing. Nah, she's just grifting. That's what it's all about. But there are a lot of people who believe crazy things about 2020. And I'll tell you this right now. This is why it really grinds my gears. We are looking at a major victory from all these primaries of America first Republicans. They won. If it really was rigged the way people thought it was, Liz Cheney would, would have won. She didn't. And a lot of people thought it was possible. They were like, the machine will not let her lose. Who knows? So many people were convinced that everything was broken. And then in Arizona, Carrie Lake wins. 
And then Joe Kent wins. And then Liz Cheney loses. I'm telling you, my friends, winning is entirely possible. And these people do not have the kind of grip you think they do. I don't mean you as in literally every per, everybody, but they're the people who genuinely believe this. Had Nick Cersei on IRL and he was like, oh, they cheated. They cheated. And it's like, bro, Trump won in 2016. Yeah, well, in 2020, I'm like, dude, in 2020, they locked the country down. There were no sports. There were no movies. There were no video game tournaments. Everything was shut down. Skate park companies that I was talking to were like, we can't build anything. That's my world. And I'm like, that's crazy. What do you think happens when they dump all the sand in skate parks and nobody's going skating? Their, their, their blood is boiling. They're going nuts. And then the TV comes on and says, it's all Trump's fault. You think that didn't work? Now, don't get me wrong, man. I've seen this stuff from 2000 Mules. I want to see. I want to see investigations. But I think you need to realize plain and simply, your vote matters. Your vote will get you the victory. Fauci, Cheney, Stelter, out. They're not going away for good. And we got more big news. Schiff is making moves to replace Pelosi as speaker if she steps back after midterms. Even Pelosi might be out. Now is the time to realize we are winning. I don't like the Republican establishment. I don't like the Democratic establishment. I like a lot of the libertarian guys. The Mises caucus is fantastic and they've taken over. I don't like Pelosi. I don't like Schiff. But boy, are they breaking down, falling apart. Pelosi could be out. That could be the fourth major loss. The establishment uniparty, they're crumbling. I don't like the defeatism. You win in November. Fauci gets investigated. You get inquiries into whatever election stuff you're concerned about. Reform, whatever it may be. But this means you have to believe you can win. You have to know that you can win. And you have to recognize these people don't have the power that so many think they do. You know, I've heard some arguments. I think that the special election in Georgia in 2020, uh, was it was 2021, it was January. I believe that Democrats won it because Donald Trump kept saying, claiming there was fraud. And then people didn't vote. And you see what happens when you chase that narrative. My favorite conspiracy theory is that Democrats like the argument. They like the theories and they want the Republicans pushing it because it helps them win. That's the real conspiracy, right? I'm kidding. I don't really. I mean, I'm, obviously, they probably hold that sentiment. Not that I think they're actually engaging in any kind of behavior to, to encourage it other than talking about it. I think the reality is believe in yourself, believe you can win and you can Harry Lake, Hageman. These are the people winning. Joe Kent winning. Carrie Lake winning in Arizona is a huge victory for people who want to see inquiries into the election. Fine, whatever. Do your in inquiries. But you got to believe you can win an election before that even happens. This is where we're going. Nancy Pelosi could be out next. The only way that happens, Republicans win. Now, right now, the Republicans have a 0.2 generic ballot advantage, according to Real Clear Politics. 538 has Democrats up. This is still apocalyptic for Democrats. Typically, when they're at five points above and they lose, I'm sorry, when they're at five points above the gener generic ballot, they lose. Right now, it being split, this signifies there's going to be a massive shift, a, a massive boon for the Republican Party in Congress and the Senate. This will jam up the last two years of Biden's presidency, but it'll also allow subpoena power. Members of Congress and committees will be able to file subpoenas and call in hearings, kind of like the January 6th committee. Maybe we need something like that on uh, Joe Biden. 
Maybe we need a Ukraine hearing about what he was doing. You know, and Rick Santorum said we shouldn't impeach him because it's only for what you did as president. And my, my response is, how about giving billions of dollars to Ukraine? I want to know what that's all about. You got to win if you got to do it. I genuinely believe the system has its problems, but yo, it works enough to the point where you can win. You know, the problem is like the Democrats and the Republicans complain about different things. Democrats say the right is voter suppress it's voter suppression. The right says that there's issues with fraud. The left even claimed there was fraud in 2016. Everybody wants to claim the rules are busted. And you know what? We're constantly trying to change things. It's always in flux. Universal, universal mail-in voting expanded, greatly helping Democrats. That's what I think helped them win in 2020. But that was Republicans doing it. There's questions about the, the legality and constitutionality of executive branches in the states changing voter rules. Probably be some lawsuits over that. What needs to happen right now is you need to make sure, as you did with Carrie Lake and with Hageman, that they will defeat those who would stand in the way of real accountability. And you see, when you came out to vote, it worked. Because they're not as powerful as you think they are. So this November, grab a couple of your friends. Grab uh, five of your friends or more or 10 and go out and vote. Go out and vote. And then you'll get the answers to the questions you seek. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. This past weekend, I was hanging out at a casino. People are cheering. People were winning. People were drinking, having a good time. Just kind of wasting time, you know, over the weekend. And I get a text message from someone and they tell me that Alexander Dugan's daughter was killed in a car bombing in Moscow and that it was believed the assassination attempt was on Dugan himself. Now, CNN refers to this man as the spiritual guide to Putin's Ukraine invasion. He's been referred to as Putin's brain. Now, others say he's not all that influential and his ideas aren't particularly reflected in Russian uh, policy. But nonetheless, this is a shocking escalation of, of the conflict. Now, I don't know if this rises to, you know, a France Ferdinand type situation because Daria Dugina, the daughter of Alexander Dugin, is not like a, a government official or family member of someone in government or military, but she was a very highly influential person claiming to just be a journalist while the West has called her a, a Russian propagandist and far right. And so I'm hanging out at this casino and I see that message and I'm just like, whoa, man, for a variety of reasons. I mean, for a variety of reasons, not just that this, you know, could be a dramatic escalation into a potential World War Three. That's what some people think. You know, I was told in the text, World War Three, race and civil war. How about that? I'm like, yeah. But I was kind of shocked because it's just escalated to the point of assassinations. We are... If this is the case, I mean, D Dugan is not this guy in Russia. He is not like Putin's right hand man or anything. This is ideological conflict. And this guy is heavily influential when it comes to nationalist ideology. I mean, even people in the in the West, you know, listen to what he has to say. And there's probably a lot of people who well, I'm sure there are a lot of people who agree with him. So we're at the point now where they're blowing up cars and assassinating people. The CNN has the report here and they say that it was remotely detonated. And that means they knew they were going for this man's daughter. So as I'm sitting in this casino, looking at the story, I just look around after getting word that a highly influential Russian philosopher, the brain of Putin or whatever you want to call him, his daughter was just blown up. That's what the Daily Mail said, blown to pieces. I mean, it's, it's horrifying, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with any death. 
And I look around at all the happy, smiling faces playing their games. And not everybody was smiling. Some people were losing, but you get the point. And I was, uh, I was talking to people, and I was just like, it's kind of crazy. It's just, this news is just breaking right now, and here we are about to throw some dice. And uh, maybe win or lose 10 bucks. 15 bucks. I think the minimum was 15. No, I think it was 10. And uh, most people don't know or care. They have no idea what's happening outside this world, outside this room. They have no idea what's happening in the rest of the world. And you know what's funny is like, that's how war always is. I recently came across uh, one of the most exciting things ever. I have a massive collection now of Life magazines from the, from, I've got the, I got the first Life magazine weekly print and like going all the way up until like the seventies. So I don't have every single one, but a lot of them having to do with war. And it's just crazy to see these magazines coming out once a week, but also while the cover of the magazines show World War II, while they show soldiers and they explain death, every so often there's one that's just like some woman, celebrity woman. And it's because what people don't seem to realize is that even during great wars, regular people will keep on carrying on doing regular people stuff. You can't expect them to just stop. And that's what people need to understand. The reason I say that is right now we are dealing with one of the most serious and dramatic escalations. This could be the destabilization of Russia internally. It could be foreign assassination attempts on highly influential Russians. It could be governmental. You know, it, it could be the Ukrainian government. It could be NATO. We don't know. A dramatic escalation. And you see, when it comes to civil war and when it comes to World War III or whatever kind of escalation we're dealing with, a lot of people sit back and they see their friends and their families playing video games. They see their friends and their family not paying attention. They say, certainly it cannot be the case that we are entering World War III. Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. It's remarkable. But that's how the world has always been, even during great times of war. There are people doing regular things, trying to live. Go take a look at videos from the Syrian civil war. And you'll see, you'll see people carrying bread and food down the street as buildings are collapsing or, or riddled with bullets. Because what do you think people do? People have to live. But you know, because of movies, because of media, and because people just don't have experience to this stuff, they think that during war, everyone's running and ducking and sliding on the ground. And they're, no, mm-mm. No, this is it. This is how serious things can be. And so how does something like this, you know, what if something like this comes to the United States? Probably not. I mean, the difference between Moscow, which, you know, Russia shares a border with Ukraine. Russia's blaming Ukraine right now. Ukraine's denying it. A lot of people think it was Ukrainian government sending a message. Because I'll tell you this. According to CNN, it was detonated remotely. Somebody was believed to be observing the vehicle. Now, some people think they were trying to kill Dugan and that what happened was his daughter switched vehicles with him. So she's the one who got hit. That may be the case. But according to CNN, somebody was watching the vehicle and pressed that button. That means they knew it was his daughter. And I'll tell you, it would have been in terms of escalation, killing the daughter is worse. You kill a man like Dugan and who mourns his fans, his followers, that's for sure. You kill a man like Dugan, who is not really Putin's inner circle. Does Putin mourn? Perhaps, but only perhaps. You kill Dugan's daughter. And who mourns? Dugan himself. A man watching his daughter die. He was there. There's a picture of him staring at the, at the, at the wreckage where his daughter was obliterated by would-be assassins. By assassins. We can only presume.
Now, a man in that situation of that deep influence, oh, he mourns. And the sound he will make will resonate with all of his followers, and he has followers within the government. I don't know how severe it is that it was Dugan's daughter, because again, he's not a general. He's not in Putin's inner circle, but he is deeply influential. And when a man like this, his daughter is killed and his attention is turned from saying, here's what I believe to I want retribution. His followers will listen. And that's a message that would not resonate had they actually targeted him. Now, of course, if Dugan himself was assassinated, Daria would have come out and said my father was killed. Many people would come out and say this is a crime and a travesty. But the deep influence of the man himself would not be there. With his daughter dying, every message he stated, every person who's listened, every governmental official will now hear his voice booming like thunder as he demands retribution for the assassination of his 29-year-old daughter. So we don't know where this goes. Because again, it's not Franz Ferdinand. Before we get started, you know, I only do this in the most uh, uh, extreme of circumstances. Head over to safeandreadymeals.com. Safe and Ready Meals emergency food kits. You can get 30-day, what do they got? They got one month, 30-day emergency food kit, 2,000 calories, 43 grams of protein per day. They last up to 25 years. Safeandreadymeals.com. I don't know what the world has in store. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this will escalate to some kind of World War III. I mean, a lot of people think we're already there. And I'll tell you this, for whatever reason, you find it necessary to pick up an emergency food kit from Safe and Ready Meals. Just make sure it's the right decision for you. And I'll tell you, they got, uh, um, you want to get it before, before the crisis strikes, they say. Because while we talk about civil war in World War III, there's something much more simple. Safe and Ready Meals, they show a picture of a flood. And that's it. You know, I saw a story as I was reading the news this morning about a woman who got washed away in a flood. Yeah, sometimes it floods, man. And when it does, are you going to have food that's not going to perish that you can easily, easily whip up and get a variety of uh, nutrients that you're probably going to need? Arrives within a few days. Safeandreadymeals.com. You get 50 bucks. You save 50 bucks when you buy through uh, safeandreadymeals.com. I said it a million times. If World, World War III or Civil War does come, I hope you've, you've, you've taken your precautions. You know, we had Mike Glover on the show last week. Amazing guy. And he was talking about how insane it is. We both work. We both say people don't prepare. It, sometimes it rains, man. You know, where we are out in the middle of nowhere in the winter, there's no snow plow in rural areas. We got to do it. And sometimes the roads you can't drive on. Sometimes it gets bad. You get deep snow. Emergency food makes sense. I'm shouting it out because this story really freaked me out. It was kind of a crazy experience. You know, I'm sitting in this casino. Just, I just took a second to pause and look around. And everybody's smiling, the ladies coming around handing out drinks, and I was just like, yo, someone just blew up a car in Moscow, Russian capital, killing the daughter of one of its most influential political personalities and philosophers. Nobody cared. And it's not because they, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't care, they didn't know. That's the issue. You know, for me, even when I'm in a casino, I'm checking my phone. I'm like, I want to make sure, and I'm, boom, there's the news, and I'm like, Oh, man. CNN reports. Russian authorities said on Sunday they'd open a murder investigation after the daughter of influential ultranationalist philosopher Alexander Dugin was killed by a car bomb on the outskirts of Moscow. The Russian investigative committee said it believed someone planned and ordered the car explosion that killed Daria Dugina based on evidence already collected from the blast. Quote, taking into account the data already obtained, 
The investigation believes that the crime was pre-planned and was of an ordered nature. The investigative committee said in a statement on Sunday, Dugina died at the scene after an explosive device presumably installed in the Toyota Land Cruiser went off on a public road and the car caught fire. At around 9 p.m. local time on Saturday, near the village of Bolshi Vyazemi, according to the press service of the Russian investigative committee, as reported by the Russian state news agency TASS. The bomb was detonated remotely, a law enforcement official told TASS Monday. Presumably the car was monitored and its movement was controlled, the unnamed official told the news agency. Dugina's father is a Russian author and ideologue credited with being the architect or spiritual guide to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He is purported to have significant influence over Russian President Vladimir Putin and was described as Putin's brain by Foreign Affairs magazine. Both Dugin and his daughter have been sanctioned by the U.S. The United Kingdom sanctioned Dugina in July for being a frequent and high profile contributor of disinformation in relation to Ukraine and Russian invasion. I'm sorry, to Ukraine and the Russian invasion of Ukraine on various online platforms. Now, I'll show you some stuff that I can. Russians with attitude made this claim. I did not verify it. So uh, for those that can read, I believe, Ukrainian, um, you know, take this one and, and, and take it with a grain of salt. Now, I, I show this not because I want to say this is a confirmed statement. I don't know. I, I can't read this, and nor have I verified the, uh, the posting from Andrei Yermak. Why, why I'm showing you this, though, is because the pro-Russian individuals and anti-war individuals, not all pro, pro-Russia, believe it to be true. This will be a motivating factor for these individuals. Russians with attitude tweeted today. The head of presidential administration in Ukraine, Andriy Yermak, said, quote, our task is to make sure that not only the current generation of Russians, but their children and grandchildren will pay. Eight hours later, Alexander Dugan's daughter, Daria, was killed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Now that's terrifying. Some people believe. That this is a message stating they killed his daughter on purpose. Now, should this prove true, I would only say add this to the CNN reporting that, or I should say, you know, CNN reporting that a law enforcement in Russia told Russian media somebody remotely detonated the bomb. They knew it was Daria. It's a scary thought to target a man's daughter like this, but she herself was particularly influential. It's sad stuff, man. I hate war. I hate it. I hate war. Daria Dugina, she had her views, she had her ideology, she stood by it. Perhaps she was a propagandist, perhaps you believe she a journalist. She was 29 years old. This is the horror of war, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so excited about these Life magazines. What we're going to do is, for one, the most important element of, this, uh, uh, of these magazines that we procured well, Antique Shop just bought a bunch is the research component that's going to be able to aid our conversations in uh, Tim Kest IRL and my conversations here to understand the modern at the time perspective on the war, to understand what the journalists were telling the people at that time in their words without being tainted by modern or delicate sensibilities is is uh, is profound. 
You're not going to hear about hindsight. We knew what they were doing in World War II. No, you're going to see some crazy things. Did you know that Hitler was person of the year in Time magazine? I believe it was 1941. The writings of the man before we realized the extent of his madness and evil. Now, that stuff, that's really interesting. How could a man like that come to power? Well, many people wrote nice things about him. And you look back on that and you see that's so horrifying if they just were able to call him out and stop this man. You see the horror stories, 18 year olds, 20 year olds being killed in war. That's the horror of war. Daria Dugina, she was sanctioned. She was 29 years old. She said she's just a journalist. She was uh, just a journalist. She was uh, saying she responded by saying she's only an ordinary journalist and should not have been sanctioned. But they claimed the British government. She was a frequent and high profile contributor of disinformation. Right now, many people are reporting that Dugan is the spiritual guide and, the, and Putin's brain. Well, Wikipedia, they say Dugan's influence with the Russian government and Russian President Vladimir Putin is disputed. And this is Wikipedia. I mean, it's not like they're, you know, they're not biased, right? With Dugan sometimes being referred as to Putin's brain by elements of the media, responsible for shaping Russia's foreign policy, while others contend that Dugan's influence within the government is limited and has been greatly exaggerated, an impression given by correlations between his work and Russian foreign policy. Yep. I don't know. I don't. I can't predict the future, nor am I deeply entrenched in the understandings of foreign policy on these of, you know, of, of Russia and things like that. Russians with attitude highlights some really horrifying messaging. They say there is truly nothing more pathetic in this world than the hordes of vultures who rejoice over the murder of a young woman. Unable to stop the Russian military inching towards defeat every day, they can only take it, take out their wrath on civilians like an impotent serial killer. Many of these messages saying they rejoice at the death of this man's daughter. Daughter of Sauron's mouth got what's coming, some said. You reap what you sow. Have fun in hell. This is the problem of war. Do you think that Daria Dugina or Alexander Dugin believe themselves evil? Of course they don't. They think they are justified. They think that their ideology is correct. Daria Dugina, perceived by her supporters, is simply a journalist. And the message will be clear to the people in Russia that the West and that Ukraine are assassinating journalists. And now, of course, in the West, they sit back and say this is a lie. She was a propagandist, a liar and manipulator, the daughter of a deeply evil man, and she must be stopped. They say the same thing about people in the United States. This is the problem of war because no one is right. Now, they'll say over Russians with attitude, the Ukrainians said they got to make the future generations of Russians pay. And then a 29 year old woman was killed. It doesn't matter in war what is true. That's terrifying. And, I, and I'm not saying that it's a good thing, not by a long shot. What I'm saying is that people on either side of war will believe what they trust and not what they don't trust. And if you come out and say on CNN that they detonated this remotely, regardless of whether that reporting or the statement is true, people will believe it and people will disbelieve it for whatever reason. People in Russia will say the West is evil. They're expanding on our borders. It's a massive military expansion of, of croniest capitalist might. And they're killing journalists. That's what they're saying right now in Russia. 
And so what do you think that does? The scary thing, I suppose, well, I do want to point out, Conflict News reporting this morning, Moscow claims Ukraine was behind the death of Kremlin's ideologue, Alexander Dugin, uh, his daughter, Daria Dugin, that Ukraine was behind it. Right now, the West is saying this. Is Kremlin's inner circle turning on Vladimir? Fear grows in Moscow that daughter of Putin's Rasputin was killed by Russian car bomb. As even president's former commander says Ukraine may have made him look like a clown. That's another theory. Resistance factions in Russia. I don't believe it. I don't think so. There's a war going on on Russia's border in Ukraine. Why would Russians do this? Of course, there are Russians who deeply oppose Vladimir Putin. They say he's a dictator. He's been in power for two decades or slightly longer, I believe. And they oppose the war. So perhaps. Perhaps. We don't know for sure. But all that matters in the end is that those who are engaging in the war have something that boosts their zeal and their drive. How about the death of a young woman, 29 years old, claiming to be just a journalist, but accused of being a propagandist? And I'm not going to ascribe either. The point is, Dugan, you will hear his voice and his voice is already loud. Add to that voice the death of his daughter, who wasn't just killed, but was vaporized. He won't even be able to lay her to rest. And this powerful and influential man, his voice will resonate like thunder booming in a chasm, echoing. And people will hear it and his supporters will hear it. And he will say they are targeting our children and our journalists. They will use this to argue the West has no has no uh, restraint. You know, when I was at this uh, shop the other day buying these magazines, I was reminded this guy, he was telling me he was just a couple years too young to have been drafted into Vietnam. And he said, nothing is fair in war. The stories that he heard, the, the news reports, the death counts, the propaganda, nothing is fair. It's just war. Yeah. And that's where we are now. World War Three, perhaps. A Franz Ferdinand-like situation. Maybe, maybe not. History doesn't repeat, it rhymes. So this could be something worse. With the death of Franz Ferdinand, you basically had a uh, high governmental uh, royal family member killed, which triggered a, a series of um, alliances and declarations of war and defensive pacts. With this, I fear it may actually be a Franz Ferdinand moment. And you know why? Because this is the influencer era of political and entertainment influence. We have an influence economy. It's not about retribution of an individual whose family member got killed in government. It's about those who command persuasion on the internet and in writing, having the ability to command great power. Dugan certainly is that regardless of the reach he has within the Russian government. When he speaks about his daughter's death and how he feels, his followers, that sent to his followers, that sentiment will be felt far and wide and it will impact government. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then.
Oh, the left, the left, the left. Ah, the left. Daily Mail reports police confirm gang made up of an 11 year old boy, as well as teens aged 13, 14, and 18, brutally beat and robbed Asian woman, 70, in San Francisco. The Young Turks recently came out talking about a man who was going around beating people in the street, and they're shocked this guy is not in jail. He is a violent offender, a violent repeat offender, and uh, he's going to get someone killed. For this, the left has turned on the Young Turks, not like every single one of their fans. Of course, most of their fans agree with what they said, but they are getting berated. Notably, Anna Kasparian of the Young Turks is getting slammed on Twitter and heavily criticized for being right. You know what I don't like? I don't like that Anna Kasparian comes out and is 100% correct on the issue of jailing criminals. And what happens is the left insults her for being wrong and the right insults her saying things like, well, this is what you wanted. Clearly, it's not what Anna Kasparian wants or Cenk Uger because they're criticizing it, calling it out. And that's what we need. Now, I can talk about a lot of their ideas I think are wrong. And I do think there's an interesting, maybe red pilling type moment for them in this. But I will say first and foremost, I don't watch their show. And that's the important point to, to be made here. This is, this is a high profile incident. And I'm sure in the past they've said similar things. But you'll end up with a bunch of people on the right being like, ah, you know, Anna's saying this now, but what about, well, I don't know what about. I know, all I know is this, Anna said something correct. Thank you, Anna, that's awesome. That's it. We disagree on so much. That's fine. I, I think we find out where we agree on and we talk about what can we do to solve these problems. Now, the issue I suppose is outside of these obvious issues like, hey, if a dude's going around beating people in the street, maybe we need some, you know, like criminal justice reform. We should stop this. Aside from things like that, we fundamentally disagree. And I think it's all really easily exemplified with uh, a simple point. Let me see if, uh, where, where do I have this? I think I have it over here. Here we go. While Anna Kasparian is getting roasted, I, I, and she's tweeting about it, I just want to make sure you, you understand something very, very beginning, at the very beginning of the, seg- of the segment. I follow Anna Kasparian. I follow her tweets. I see what she is talking about. I don't watch her show, but that's because I don't watch anyone's show. I do a show, but I do follow her. I do follow Jenk. I follow tons of leftists. I follow Vosh and others. I want to know what they think about things. Anna does not follow me. I, I think Jenk Uger might follow me. I'm not sure. But this is the issue. I follow them. I know what they're saying. Not every word of every show they do, but when they tweet. So that's obviously how I know about what's going on with her criminal justice tweets. She didn't follow me. So, of course, what ends up happening is Anna Kasparian misrepresents my positions, and she has on more than one occasion. And it's unfortunate. It really is. I see this story. A gang of young boys brutally beat and rob an Asian woman. There's a viral tweet going around. There's a couple of these tweets, and they're like, Elon Musk flew on a private jet for nine minutes from, you know, San Francisco to San Jose, San Jose, excuse me. And there and the left is like, I, I can't believe it. One guy is like, I, I literally have no words. I have a couple words. Crime in San Francisco is insane right now. Uh, people are being beaten. Wal, Walgreens are closing down. Shoplifting is through the roof. There is a problem. There's human feces in the street. And you're surprised one of the most notable, famous, infamous individuals on the planet doesn't want to drive in a car or take public transit. 
Dude is flying because it's the safest thing for him to do. Not to mention the obvious. Look, I'm not a big fan of the ultra wealthy just splashing money around for no reason. But let's be real. Elon Musk's time is worth more than sitting in five hours of traffic trying to get to San Jose. The amount of time the dude has, you know, look, it's just a reality of things. You can complain about climate change. You can complain about rich people wasting money and things like that. We did an event in New York. People wanted me to come and speak. I said, sorry, I can't do it. I've, I've been invited to New York and other big cities to go and speak. And for a variety of reasons, I don't do it. They say, will you come out and speak at this event? I say, I can't. I work Monday. I, I work Monday through Friday, 16 hours. And Saturday and Sunday, I'm still very often working, having meetings, having plans for the week. You want me to spend 10 hours of this weekend in an airport? I'm sorry, dude, I just can't do it. And they say, okay, well, what if we got you a private flight? They cost like 10 grand a tent round trip. And then I'm like, okay, if we can get the crew up there, guess what? That takes an hour. You cut it all the way down. I'm not a, uh, 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 you know, green, go green, apocalyptic person like most of these people. I don't mind private planes. I don't want to waste a bunch of money. But if we're talking about trying to accomplish something and time is of the essence, I totally get it. But I don't want to, I don't want to harp on that. The reason I bring that up in this context is that Anna has seen something correct. She has seen an issue that is a problem, that people don't want to live this way. And to her credit, the left will not win political battles if they don't stop this. People are leaving cities. That is suppressing left-wing congressional voting power. And there is a fear that many of these people leaving California, for instance, might end up going to Texas and Austin. And they are. But guess what? Not enough of them most of the people who are going to leave first will be more conservative leaning. What this means is it will dilute the voting power of Democrats. I think Anna gets it. So she's out here trying to save the left from themselves. Unfortunately, she does have other videos I want to point out where she says, you know, the right is uh, just manipulating people's anger. She's wrong about that. And I'll talk about it and we'll, we'll break it down. Let me show you this tweet from Anna. Here's a video. You have this random guy punching this old Asian woman, seemingly knocking her unconscious. And I got 3,534 retweets on this. She said, this is a man who was arrested 41 times. After this incident, he was released and went on to send a subway worker to the hospital with a broken collarbone. But according to this crime reporter, the man committing assaults and breaking bones is the real victim. Bravo, Anna. You are 100% correct. These lefties, these far leftists, they're calling Anna a fake leftist because she's calling this out. This is exactly the issue. If I come out and say something like, we need this to stop, that's right wing, even for Anna Kasparian. She's a right winger now, apparently, because she doesn't want people being beaten in the streets. Dude, somebody wrote an article. It's actually not that bad. Tana Ganeva, how much money does Anna Kasparian think homeless people make annually? In it, she points out that this guy, you know, he gets held on like $5,000 bond or whatever, and uh, he's not going to be able to pay it. Yeah. You know, I agree with the left. Cash bail is BS. I don't think we should have cash bail. Sorry, I don't think so. Think about it this way. You're out there minding your own business, boop, 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 booping along, when all of a sudden you, as a, 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 you know, a blue collar worker, you get pulled over and the cop says, your vehicle matches a description of a vehicle that was seen fleeing an incident. You're the prime suspect. Someone then comes out, runs over. That's him. That's the guy. I swear. All right, sir, you're under arrest. And you're like, dude, what? I didn't do anything. 
We got a witness saying it was you. We got people saying it was you. You're wearing the same clothes, driving the same car. Okay, here's what's supposed to happen. <clears throat> you get arrested. Maybe it's a wrongful identification. It happens. You go to a bond hearing and the judge determines if you're a flight risk. And they say, witnesses placed him at the scene of the crime. We think he's a danger. We don't want him to flee while, you know, he's, he's one, you know, being tried for this or whatever. And the judge says, okay, are you a flight risk? You should have someone in your corner saying, your honor, he, he lives here. He works here. He's got kids here. His kids are in school. He ain't going anywhere. And he didn't have a passport. The judge says, okay, you're innocent until proven guilty, free to go. You'll get your court date soon. And it sucks, but it happens. Here's what happens these days. You go in and the judge says, I don't care. I don't have time. $500. There, there you go. Your money will be the, the marker. Yo, I don't have 500 bucks. I can't, I can't post that bond. I do not believe the state should have the right to imprison you for any amount of time in lieu of cash. They have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you are guilty before they can detain you. And all, I, I know all these conservatives are saying, yeah, but what about these violent offenders? Oh, we're not talking about violent offenders. Admittedly, it is a problem if you are falsely accused of being a violent offender. But they're supposed to present to a judge probable cause evidence that you did something, not definitive proof, but something to be like, look, man, here's now in the instance of a witness. And they come out, you're supposed to get a hearing, not a rubber stamp. And I'll add one more. I don't want to see these violent criminals getting released. This guy's 41 people. Yo, Anna is right. This guy should be in jail at the very least when you have videos of a guy doing it like right here. Come on. How is he getting out? I'll tell you my response, though. I don't think Anna would agree, but my response is Smith and Wesson. I was talking to a guy and he mentioned, uh, you know, his place is he's got a security sign says this security provided by Smith and Wesson. You get the point. Ah, yeah, I like West Virginia, West Virginia. Someone comes out and they want to cause trouble. You have a right to defend yourself and to the extent need be lethal force if that's what you're confronted with. I, I want that. Now, I understand New York is densely populated and that means there'll be a lot of accidents. So that is a challenge. We can figure something out. I don't know. But you got a right to keep in bare arms. And if somebody wants to come up and try and kill you, this guy is trying to th these punches, man, these are death blows. I've seen it. Stories, I should say. I know stories growing up about people dying from a single punch to the face. Seriously, it happens. There's often stories someone gets punched in the face, falls down, hits their head, and they die. But this guy will kill someone. I don't care if he's homeless. I don't care if he's mentally ill. You don't have to just let someone kill you. But so I, I agree here. And I want to make, this is the point I'm trying to make ultimately. You know, here's what I don't respect about the Young Turks. They've just insulted my appearance for no reason. They've published fake information and mocked me. And I don't know why. Because that's who they are, I guess. I'll give you an example. I did a segment on Tim Castile in January. I mentioned that these people who walked into the Capitol, not fought their way in, the people who had the doors opened, how are you going to charge them with trespassing if the cops are on camera opening the door saying, come on in? Sure enough, we've had two trespassing acquittals. Uh, I'm sorry, we've had two, uh, uh, two acquittals, one partial, one total. There's a lot of people who are going to be criminally charged. And like I said in that segment, they should be. My question is, did Anna not watch the, the clip where I said the people who are rioting should be convicted? And the people who are on the other side of the building were just walking around waving flags and the cops opened the door and said, come on in and took selfies. Yeah, OK. Yeah, how are you going to charge them? Well, they did a segment mocking me, saying I was dumb, I was stupid, but I turned out to be right. My request to the Young Turks is, dude, just watch what I say in full context. 
I looked into a whole bunch of Anna's tweets to see what she was talking about. So I know, is she right? Well, there's some, some, some things she said I don't agree with. She talks about how Ron DeSantis is bad. She has a segment where she's like, we need to improve the lives of Republican conservative voters. We need to make their lives better. And I'm like, you are correct. And then she says, Ron DeSantis and Trump, they're all really, really awful. And I'm like, okay, that's an opinion. That's fine. I'm not going to call her stupid for not liking these people. I would ask they do the same thing. I've invited them on TimCast IRL several times, but I get it. They host their own shows. They're not going to come out here. They're in LA. Really difficult for me to do the same thing. Anna says, I don't think there's much to debate. A violent criminal who was charged with kidnapping and beating his partner was released from prison one day after he got a 180 day prison sentence and then proceeded to murder a cop during a botched robbery. It's incredible to me, incredible to me that people openly defend the violent criminals who literally murder people. That ain't reform. Here, here. It's not. It's amazing. It's amazing. Here's another one. Anna said, your disregard of, for victims of violent crimes disgusts me. If Kyle Rittenhouse randomly sucker punched an older woman in the streets, I'm pretty sure you'd be singing a different tune. Yet in this case, somehow the victim and her trauma doesn't matter, right? It's sickening. She's completely correct. Completely correct. Oh, what else we got? Anna says, homicides in LA haven't been this high in 15 years. Antithetical to the idea that I'm using anecdotal evidence, but okay. 100% correct. 100% Anna is right about all of this. This is what we need more of. I'm not going to come out and just rag on her. I'm not, I'm not going to ignore past errors, especially when she lied about me. But I'm not going to come out here and insult her. It, it, it's just remarkable that people are uh, on the right are insulting her. And I'm not saying every single person. Yo, this is a time where we can be like, hey, Anna, like, what should we do? How can we, how can we solve this problem? Legit, 100%. I'm down. You're totally right. How do we solve the problem of this guy, you know, killing a cop or beating people? We don't want that. And who wants that? She makes a really great point. She has a, a, a video. Here we go. This person said, at this point, Anna Kasparian of the self-proclaimed progressive Young Turks is just doing the same kind of fear-mongering, pro-carceral propaganda you'd see in the fascist New York Post. It's ridiculous. Here's a, uh, here we go. Revolutionary Blackout Network says, Anna Kasparian had a Karen-style meltdown while using right-wing talking points to defend the police state. But the Young Turks think they have a right to call other people fake left. What's fascinating about this is like Michael Malice wants to abolish the police. I'm, and, and he's like right-wing. You know, the issue is freedom. And there are people who are staunchly anarcho-anarchist uh, or libertarian. And then there's liberals. And uh, classical liberals, slightly center-right. Traditional liberals, slightly center-left. And uh, I think Anna, I, Anna and I are similar in a certain point on the libertarian side of the spectrum. As much as, you know, she'd probably call me weirdo right wing or whatever. She's left. I call her left. I know what left is. But I'm like, you know, look, I think cops perform a, a function that is necessary. I don't like how the system operates, however. So I'm not a big fan of modern policing. And that's why I've been in the past like, whatever, just abolish them. Because when they go bad, then the function they're supposed to perform ain't working. However, that being said, I'm not, I'm more speaking out of modern contextual issues as opposed to the idealistic issues. I'm not an anarchist. I'm like center left libertarian, still fairly liberal, as much as the liberals don't want to admit it. I don't know where the video is. Okay, here, here we go. Here's Anna Kasparian's great strategy on how the left can stop the radicalization of everyday Republican voters, change their material conditions. She's totally right. She goes on to say things like, um, Ron DeSantis and Trump are bad, like I mentioned. And I think she's wrong about that. 
But I think there's the, the one big issue here. It's funny, Kyle Rittenhouse is actually trending. Uh, the one big issue is that it's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. If we're going to solve these problems, we need to stop engaging with those who simply want to hate. And this is what she brings up. Let me, let me, let me play this clip for you because I think it's actually pretty good. Like, I'm like, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, like Rudy Giuliani, who knows? Who cares? Like, they're all terrible, right? Okay, I'm going to pause real quick and just say, uh, Rudy Giuliani, criticize, whatever. Donald Trump, criticize, actually, yeah, yeah, you should criticize Trump. I think Trump's way better than Biden. I think he was worth voting for, but I, I really do respect criticizing everybody. That being said, I think Trump is one of the greatest presidents of our generation. Simply put, despite all of the problems he does have, his foreign policy was tremendous. And that is one of the most important things to me. One of the most, um, the, the, the biggest policy issue of consequence, or, or of, of the most consequence, quite literally like blowing up people in other countries. You don't talk about domestic issues, American suffering. I hear you. But it's nothing compared to drone bombings of children like the Obama and Biden administration. Trump was winding everything down. He did increase drone strikes. But if that got us out of these Middle Eastern wars, I get it. Not perfect. But, you know, criticize him for sure. Ron DeSantis, however, I don't get I don't, I don't understand that. Like Ron DeSantis, I think, okay, maybe the BDS thing that he's been called out for. Anything else? I don't know. What are you mad about Ron DeSantis for? Sure. Maybe Anna just doesn't understand. She doesn't follow me. I follow her. Maybe that's a gap in knowledge. Right. The only thing that we can do, and when I say we, I don't literally mean the two of us. I mean the broadly speaking left to combat what we're seeing with the radicalization of Republican voters in this country is change their material conditions. Pause again. Um, the radicalization of some. Yeah, I would agree with that. I want to make sure we distinguish, you know, intent. Is she saying that all Republicans are radicalized or that there's there is a radicalization of Republican voters? I think there is. I think you see it with dark MAGA. I'm not saying it's radicalization like to fascism or to violence or anything like that. I don't know what she's trying to convey with this. Typically, when dealing with comments like commentary in, in this space, people on the right are probably going to take it to the most extreme and say Republicans aren't being radicalized. You're wrong. Me, I'll say, sure, some are. I've seen the dark MAGA stuff. I've seen the people who call for revenge and everything like that. Even I have said Donald Trump should get revenge it, because it means he's going to fire all of these, these bureaucratic state you know, shills and things like that. Maybe we'll bring about some civil servant term limits. But uh, I think it's an important thing to, to point out. What does she mean by that? Honestly, I don't know. You can give her the benefit of the doubt or not. And for a lot of reasons, I think a lot of people would not. That I can understand. They are angry and their anger is being exploited by the lunatics on the right. And so how do you stop that exploitation from happening? You got to stop the anger. How do you stop the anger? Make their lives better. I know it sounds counterintuitive because there's a lot of hate in this country. And some people in the Democratic Party just want to see them suffer as retaliation. Yep, there it is. She's right. I don't agree with her positions. Not all of them. I think she's wrong on the facts on a lot of issues. I think she got she, she did a, se a segment with this guy, Nando Villa, who I know, where they just called me ugly. OK, granted, I lost a lot of weight. So, well, all right. 
But it was a segment where we were talking about how conservatives tend to be more attractive. And there's like seven studies saying that. And it wasn't me saying, haha, liberals are ugly. I don't do that. I said, I think it makes sense. If you're attractive and you go through life with people being nice to you and you succeed, well, part of that is due to you being attractive. People want to be around you. And that's privilege. So naturally, you'll be a little bit more independently minded. You're going to be like, if I, I, I could do it, anyone can. It's like, yeah, well, you're also good looking. And so people gave you the opportunity. Ugly people, short, stodgy, you know, weird people or whatever have a harder time of it. And they, t- they tend to be more collectivist. It's not an issue of insulting anybody, certainly not for me. But Anna just crapped all over me. And I'm like, what is, why? Well, it is what it is. For that, I can understand why people would not give her the, be- give her the benefit of the doubt. Or when her and uh, uh, Jenk were wrong on January 6th. And that's the problem. The, it, I, I, I feel like, and I mean this genuinely, if you were to give Anna access to a correct information, she'd be red pill two seconds. And you think I'm joking. And a lot of people probably don't want, want, want to acknowledge it. But she said she was wrong about Kyle Rittenhouse because she watched the video. I'm pretty sure that's what it's been a while. Look what she's talking about criminal justice reform. When she actually gets exposed to the, the evidence, all of a sudden she's like, whoa, hey, wait a minute. That being said, the segment she did about me where she said, um, that I was, you know, ugly or whatever, or however they phrased it, they acknowledged I was right, that the articles I was referencing were legit scientific articles from and published in mainstream newspapers. You see, when she goes on and say there's a lot of people in the Democratic Party just want to hate, yeah, Anna, bro, sometimes you're one of them that you just want to hate. Now, now, of course, we have our moments here on Timcast, like I ragged on Brian Stelter, I ragged on him hard, and I will because I think he's a bad person. But I rag on him for something specific. I don't I don't twist or 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 you know fail to watch. I don't care about Brian Stelter. What I care about is when he says things like don't watch other networks. I'll call him out for that. That's why I think he's a bad person. I think you should watch the Young Turks. I think you should follow Anna Kasparian. I do. This is what I'm concerned about. Yeah, we can all be a little emotional. We can all be insulting or condescending, all of that stuff. But as long as you're listening and you truly understand what the other person is saying is, is, is the most important part. And as long as you're really trying. But we need to get back to a better place where we're not at each other's throats. And we don't see, again, like one insane Republican candidate after the next. So let's bring it all together. Here's the challenge, Anna. And I sincerely hope you hear this. Joe Biden is on video. I believe it was a meeting for the Council on Foreign Relations where he says that he went to Ukraine and told the president unless they fired the prosecutor, he would withhold one billion dollars in loan guarantees that Congress had approved. This is called a quid pro quo, at least how it's been described across the board. Joe Biden did not have the authority to deny this. Oh, they say, well, it was in line with U.S. foreign policy to get rid of this prosecutor. Fine. But the point is, Joe Biden, of his own volition, threatening this was not is, is not a legal play. The vice president doesn't have the authority to do that. OK, this this raises a bunch of alarm bells. Turns out Victor Shokin, who was the prosecutor, had a, had about a dozen plus open investigations into a company called Burisma. Hunter Biden happened to have been on the board of Burisma. I, I, I should clarify. He had investigations into Mykola Zlachevsky, the founder of Burisma. Many people feel that's a conflict of interest at the very least. Of course, Trump supporters outright say it's proof of corruption. I say, look, 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 conflict of interest at the very least. Does that warrant impeachment or investigation? 
Donald Trump on the phone with, uh, I believe it was Zelensky, said, please look into this. And he was accused of trying to dig up dirt on his opponent, Joe Biden, who had not even announced he was running for president. And thus, he was impeached. Okay. I think what Joe Biden did was more so circumstantial evidence and probable cause of wrongdoing than what Trump did, especially considering Trump may have just been actually investigating this. Here's the issue. When I say something like that, my question is, why don't you guys know that? It's reported in the New York Times. It's reported in the Washington Post. It's reported by people like Matt Taibbi. I don't know why you don't know this. Maybe it's as simple as this. I follow you. I see what you're saying, and I make videos agreeing with you when you're right. But you don't follow me. You don't watch the news stories that come out on these issues. Or you'll just come out and say, you know, what you saw on CNN and repeat it. The Kyle Rittenhouse story is a really great example. The Jesse Smollett story is a really great example. Uh, Michael um, uh, Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot. Trayvon Martin, all of these stories are really great examples. So another example would be Ahmed Arbery. I had a few lawyers on who tracked the case. I watched some of the case. And you learn a whole lot about what really went down with Ahmed Arbery. I would be willing to bet a great sum of money that, Anna, you didn't know much of what the case is about. This is the guy that they claim was jogging when he was shot and killed by, uh, I believe, Travis McMichael, the McMichaels. They say he was lynched. There's so much more to the story the left doesn't know. So I can understand why they're angry. If I believed what they believed, I'd be angry too. The story is, however, that Ahmed Arbery was a felony burglary suspect, not a trespassing suspect. The police had given out his image asking people if they've seen him. Now, these guys should not have chased him, but they were told by cops, this is the criminal suspect. They believed under the law they had a right to perform a citizen's arrest as per felony, the statute on felonies for citizen's arrest. Long story short, there's a lot to break down in that case, but it was not so simple as to say a couple of racist dudes hunted the guy down. Furthermore, the third guy who's got life in prison now was just filming. These are important details. Make your argument. I'm not here to defend anybody. I'm here to point out details in the case that I think these people don't know about. And that's the big challenge of the left. Why would Elon Musk fly in a private plane? Well, if you're concerned about climate change, I get you're mad about it. But there's actually simple reasons why he would. He doesn't have the time to drive five hours in traffic. He doesn't have the security to lock down public transport to bring him there, which would only be, I think it's like 45 minutes by train. No big deal. These are the challenges we face. You can criticize them. That's fine. But there's reasons behind them. I'll leave it there, man. Crime is getting crazy. And uh, I, I really do mean it. I'm glad that uh, Anna and, 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 and Jenk and the Young Turks are pointing out the insanity that is this violent crime. And that we got to do something about it because this is how we solve problems. And I think I think it's really important too to shout out AOC when she said there were cops on January 6th who opened the door, who let people in. I said it on Twitter. AOC red pilled me on one six being an inside job. That's her. That's her call. You know, I honestly wasn't thinking about it too much until she came out and said, it. I said, OK, you're right. OK, AOC. I think it's important that when you see these points being made by people on the left, you embrace them as fast as possible. And that's always been my philosophy. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.